1: And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind, and yesterday afternoon at Truist Park up in Atlanta, the Marlins and the Braves got together in the middle game of their three-game weekend series, and the Marlins were looking to even their series at one game apiece after they lost 6-4 to in game one on Friday night. In game two yesterday afternoon, Sandy Alcantara went opposite of Tucker Davidson, and it was another career day on the mound for Sandy back in the wind column and that's got a nice ring to it for the Miami Marlins who beat the Atlanta Braves 4 to 1 on this Saturday, on this Memorial Day weekend at Truist Park this afternoon. And what a sensational day it was for Sandy Alcantara on the mound and for Miguel Rojas on his late mother Norma's birthday at the plate and in the field this afternoon. With the win today, the Marlins have improved to 19-25. and 25. With the loss, the Atlanta Braves fall to 22-25. and 25. If you go back to the end of April in this series at Truist Park, The Braves won game one of that series. The Marlins bounced back and won games two and three. Could this weekend set up the same way? Well, a good start for Miami. They lost last night, and they've won this afternoon. So we'll see what the rubber match holds tomorrow afternoon. Sandy Alcantara versus the lefty Tucker Davidson and what felt like a lopsided affair on the mound to at least start this one this afternoon. Alcantara came into the game with four wins and two losses and a 211 ERA this season. He came into the ball game in eight career starts at versus Atlanta with three wins and a loss at a 183 ERA. And he came into the ball game with a win and no losses with not a single earned run allowed against the Atlanta Braves this season and one start. That was last Sunday. In a complete game. It was the fourth complete game of Sandy Alcantara's career last Sunday. So, fast forward to this afternoon's ball game Sandy Alcantara rolling. He goes opposite of Tucker Davidson. And this was a scoreless affair through three innings this afternoon until the top of the fourth when Joey Wendell came to bat with the bases loaded and nobody out for the Marlins. Base is loaded. First pitch to Joey Wendell is hit high in the air center field. This is going to bring home the first run of the ball game. Harris is underneath it and makes the catch. Strong throw in towards third. is offline, but Aguilar is going to have to hold up at second base. Scoring from third is Jorge Soler. Joey Wendell's sacrifice fly has given Miami a 1 0 lead here in the fourth. And his sack fly, again, it gave the Marlins a 1 0 lead. It gave Sandy Alcantara a little bit to work with in this ball game, one nothing after four. It would stay that way until the top of the sixth when Sandy Alcantara, or check that, until Miguel Rojas came to bat against the veteran right-hander Darren O'Day with nobody on and one out. Here's a swing and a drive, deep left field, going back Ozuna, still going back, out of the warning track, at the wall, Rojas! A big fly, 2 nothing Miami, and for Miguel Rojas, it's his third home run of the season. And Miggy was some emotional after that home run again on his late mother Norma's birthday today. Rojas finished this ball game this afternoon with three hits. And as I'll uh, mention here in a couple of minutes, uh, it's sensational play to start the bottom half of inning number nine. So the Marlins got a run in the sixth. That gave Sandy Alcantara a 2-0 lead. He was just cruising this afternoon. If you go all the way back to the first inning, he ended the first with a double play ball. He struck out two in a scoreless second, got two more strikeouts in the third, Got one in the fourth. He struck out the side in the fifth. He got the run from his offense in the sixth. In the bottom of the sixth inning, he hit just a ever slight bit of a roadblock with one out. The newcomer to the Atlanta Braves this afternoon making his major league debut, Michael Harris II singled, collected his first hit in the big leagues. And the next man up was Ronald Acuna Jr., who singled. And following Acuna with runners on first and third was Dansby Swanson. Sandy's got to work a little magic now here in the sixth inning. Pitch is swung on and hit on the ground towards third. A run's going to score. Wendell up with it. Throw to first base is in time. Throw back to third. Did they get him at third? No. Acuna safe. Rojas immediately signals towards the dugout, we need to take another look. And they would take a look, and Ronald Acuna Jr. ends the bottom of the sixth inning being caught at third base. He tried to go first to third on that ground ball. I'm sorry, he was at second. They had second and third. Acuna tried to go second to third on the ground ball to third base. A strong throw by Cooper to Rojas ends any further threat in the sixth. We went to the top of the seventh inning. Colin McHugh on for the Atlanta Braves. He allowed a one-out single to Williams-Ostadillo. Who started this ball game this afternoon? Because Brian Anderson was scratched with back spasms. The Marlins, without Avi Garcia, who's on the injured list, and Jazz Chisholm Jr. has also missed three games, so none of those guys in the lineup for Miami this afternoon. Astudillo singled in the fifth. He let off the uh, well. He had a one-out single in the seventh. Then John Birdie walked. Miami had two men on base with one out in the seventh inning, leading two to one for Garrett Cooper. Here's the 3-2 pitch. Cooper hammers one. Left center field into the gap. Harris going back. Looking up, it's off the bottom of the wall. Ostadio scores. Here comes Birdie. A throw comes in. It's cut off by Albies. It's a two-run double for Garrett Cooper. Miami extends its lead. It's 4-1 here in the seventh. And that was plenty, plenty, plenty for Sandy Alcantara this afternoon. Alcantara picked up two more strikeouts in the seventh inning. He had 12 headed to the bottom of the eighth. In the bottom of the eighth, Alcantara struck out Ozzie Albies for out number one. He got William Contreras to bounce out to shortstop for out number two. And Adam Duvall came to bat. Sandy Alcantara with a strikeout had a chance to tie his career high with 14 punchouts. Pitch, swing and a miss, strike three. Sandy Alcantara has tied his career high with 14 strikeouts against the Atlanta Braves here at Truist Park. You see that? He wanted to baseball. We'll see if Sandy's done. And unfortunately, if you were hoping to see Sandy Alcantara toss another complete game, that would not come to pass this afternoon. He threw 108 pitches. Alcantara worked eight innings of one run, four hit ball with no walks and 14 strikeouts. Alcantara, in back-to-back starts against the Atlanta Braves, 17 innings of work, just one earned run. 14 strikeouts this afternoon that matched a career high. Bottom of the ninth inning. Cole Sulser came on in relief of Sandy Alcantara, and the first batter was Harris. He hit a sharp ground ball out towards shortstop that Miguel Rojas, in uh, only a fashion in which he can, slid on his knees to his right, popped up and threw out a speedy Harris at first base, and come to find out, really, that's a big play in the bottom of the ninth inning. Ronald Acuna Jr. followed with a strikeout. There was nobody on and two out. Miami up three in the ninth. Dansby Swanson double. Marcelo Zuna walked. Austin Riley came to bat, and he was representing the tying run in the bottom of the ninth inning. One ball and two strikes the count to Austin Riley. Miami by three, two on, two out, bottom nine. Here's the pitch, swing and a miss, strike three. Ball game, over. And the Marlins tie this series at one apiece. That was a dicey bottom half of the ninth inning for Cole Sulser, but he gets the job done, and he locks up his second save of the season for the Marlins. Miami beats Atlanta 4-1. to 4-1 to the final score in game two of this three-game weekend series between the Marlins and the Braves this afternoon. For the Marlins, four runs, eight hits, no errors, nine men left on base. For the Atlanta Braves, a run on five hits, no errors. They leave three on base. Sandy Alcantara is your winner. He's now 5-2 this season. And after this eight-inning effort this afternoon, Sandy Alcantara's ERA sits at 2.00. He has been sensational, and he's going to book himself a first-class ticket to Los Angeles for the Midsummer Classic if he keeps this up. Alcantara now 5-2. Tucker Davidson falls the 1-2 for the Atlanta Braves, although he does bring that ERA down nearly two full points. Cole Sulser, eh, got a little dicey there in the ninth, but you know what? Good pitcher finds his way out of uh, a bit of trouble, ever so slightly. Riley came to bat there in the ninth inning, representing the tying run salzer struck him out. The Marlins win at 4-1. We started at 4-11, finished at 6-59. Total game time, two hours and 48 minutes on this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful 80-degree Saturday afternoon at Truist Park in Atlanta, Georgia, in front of 40,682. It was the 12th sellout of the season, and the 1 millionth fan came through the turnstiles here at Truist Park this afternoon. What a performance by Sandy Alcantara. He ties a career high with 14 strikeouts and back-to-back starts against the Braves. 17 innings of work. Wow. And just one earned run. Before we hear from Marlins manager Don Mattingly, let's uh,
0: take a quick commercial break. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best team. Back with you on Marlins Rewind. Let's hear from Marlins
1: manager Don Mattingly. After his ace Sandy Alcantara turned in eight sensational innings yesterday and his captain at shortstop Miguel Rojas turned in three hits on his late mother Norma's birthday.
0: Donnie, uh, back to back incredible starts from Sandy against a very tough Braves lineup. What did you see from him today again to keep them off balance?
2: No, Sandy again good. You know, I think we've seen him there in the 80s, clicking 100 still. So, like I said, so many times with Sandy it looks like he's just playing pitch and catch and just comes out of there. So, uh, you know, he's no fun. uh, And he's definitely no fun in the shadows. And he's a lot less fun even when that white strip comes across like strobe light. That's just no fun. So... uh, that's tough hitting for everybody, but when you're facing Sandy, it's tough already, and you get that. It's like it's, it's really rough to put a good at bats together.
0: His 14th strikeout of the game, 100 miles per hour. Does it seem sometimes that Sandy just gets better as the game goes on?
2: I actually think he does get better. He um, seems that once he finds that little groove, that, you know, he was a little rough early, honestly. Um, some balls getting away from him, obviously, hits Ronald, uh, just about hits Duvy. Yeah, I've seen some changeups that are running at guys, and that's not really what his ball does. So a little rough early, I thought. And uh, then it's like he finally got that groove where we talk about him at 75 on the highway where it's just like smooth.
0: Cooper with some uh, much-needed insurance runs. That he's just been very good lately. What have you seen from him at the plate?
2: cooper has been really good. He's been really good against Atlanta for some reason. He sees these guys good or the way they pitch him or whatever. But uh, he's been good. Those are big runs for us. Obviously, you know, I'd love Sandy to be able to finish that, but you know, you know, you're going to go out, go out there, and every run you get is is actually makes you feel a little better.
1: Was there any consideration to let Sandy at least start the
2: ninth? I mean, there's always consideration with Sandy. Um, and I really have no doubt that he could have went out there and finished that ninth and let him go to 120. But it's like, you know, he went 115 last time out. We feel like we have to protect him. He wanted he wanted to go back out. But uh, at some point, he's on – you get the extra day this time. He's on regular rest next time. It's like, if we can't hold three-run lead, then, you know, we're not going anywhere. Just
0: yeah. can say an emotional day for maybe – I don't know if you know. But uh, just, you know, the home run, three hits, the great play in the
2: ninth, just speak to you – know. Yeah, it seems like obviously there's things that happen in this game – and uh, in the world in general that it's hard to explain, right, when it happens and, and you can't put a, a why it happened, but it seems to happen on those um, on those dates. And, uh, yeah, a special day for him.
1: Uh, Astadio has to uh, make, make, get into the lineup last second, two hits, stolen base, does what he needs on defense. What did you see out of him and getting to have the guy like him? Win? Do you have to make the last-minute adjustment?
2: Yeah, obviously. Willens is one of those guys always ready to play, wants to play every day. Yeah. Um, and you know he's going to give. He's going to put the ball in play, and 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 knows how to play. So yeah, you see him. He doesn't. Run, he doesn't run great. He's probably well below average, but sees something in the pitcher was able to take advantage. Uh, and you know he's he's a he's well, those guys. You know you can say a baseball player. You you know Willens knows what he's doing out on the field. Is there an update on how Anderson's doing? Not really. I, I seen him after the game. He still looked like he was a little. You know, I'm not sure exactly what we called it, it's stiffness, soreness, spasms, whatever. But it looked like he was still in that in that state. So, um, yeah, so it didn't look, didn't look a lot different than it did before the game. Was
0: that a pick off at first right after the hit by Pichacuna? Is that one of those things maybe in the past you've seen that he gets a little, like he wants to try to steal and just maybe take advantage of that? You know?
2: Yeah, I think guys in general, like when they get hit or something like that happens, um, yeah, you think, you know, they're going to try to get a bag on you. And I think, in general, they run on Sandy. Uh, They try to be aggressive on him. They know they're not throwing a bunch of hits together. So when they got guys that can run, they're going to try to run. Uh, You know, and speaking of him, I was actually glad to, you know, the one time probably in my career that I'm glad to see Acuna come out of the dugout is when he comes back up to hit, you know. I think we've had enough of this with those guys where it's like, you know, nobody's trying to do anything. And the fact that it it went – and he doesn't get hurt I think I thought it was a good thing can I ask you a, a, a quick one I was
1: up uh, sorry about that a lot of uh,
2: patriotism out there today with the flag and everything and so I was I was asked about uh, the stance Gabe Kepler took do you have any opinion on that or you know on? I, I didn't a, a see manager it you taking that stand I, I didn't see it so I can't speak to it okay yeah well I'm not sure what he said and well, he's not coming out for the He's just yeah. I, I didn't see it, so I, I didn't read anything. His reasonings, why or, or whatever, but I'm sure there's some type of meaning to it for Gabe. So, Thank you yeah. very much.
1: that was Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins. 4-1 to one victory over the Atlanta Braves at Truist Park yesterday. The win for Miami yesterday sets up a rubber match this afternoon at 135 when Eliezer Hernandez goes opposite of Max Freed. A 135 first pitch means that we'll be on the air at 1 o'clock with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network driven by AutoNation.